because I really want to know if, uh, if it has a really big mm, Catholic Native American patients, slaves, voodoo. But it was big for us 90s kids. Hey, welcome back to Mystery Kink. My name is Chris. And I'm Leonard. Hey, Leonard, it has been a week. I got back from Vegas last weekend. After we recorded, I left. We got a whole new schedule set up. I went to Alien Fresh Jerky, got you some alien gear for your birthday, which was last weekend. Happy late birthday. Thank you, sir. You are now a regular, and our recording times have changed. We posted it on the socials, so just in case, we'll now be releasing the episode late Thursday night, early Friday morning, and we'll be recording Friday nights from now on. Yes, yes, yes. Everything's finally coming together now, and we have our days off. It seems like it's actually worked better this way. Um, I'm off Friday nights and Thursday nights, and Chris is off Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. For the time being. For the time <laughs> being. Well, how was your week, bro? Your first week as a regular. Anything interesting happen? Uh, I came in on my day off, so... Get used to that shit. That's your, that's your <laughs> life for the next forever. <laughs> it took me... I went through all this hardship to get two days off. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll come in. Don't worry about it. I offered, by the way. I need to stop doing that. Yeah, you're not going to stop, though. I have the habit, too, of being like, I'll walk in after finishing my stuff, and I'll be like, hey, do you need help with anything else? I'm like, shit. <laughs> I do the same. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> we're hardworking boys. I guess so, but there is one thing. I am very excited for the Rougarou today. Like, all this career stuff kind of messed up a few things. I was super excited about this, and we had to delay it about a week or two. And now I'm getting still rehyped about it after editing the Lugaru, which I think you said we were at what already at 17 or 18 plays in one day already. Like, that is great. So I can't even wait. Not even a full day. It's not even a full see, man, night shift, dude. I swear every time I go to bed, I, I think um I think it's the next day, but it's still the same day. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about the Rougarou, but I gotta I gotta talk about some trauma I uh I suffered this week. Trauma. Cool. So, what happened? My my fucking cat. Uh, I, when I took my last vacation, I got into model making and I built some Star Wars models. And my cats went completely Ewok and destroyed my ATAT Walker that took me like hours to make. I'm like those fucking cats, man. But that's not even the worst of it. But the most traumatic experience this week, Leonard. You there? Oh no, I'm here. I'm I'm waiting for. I'm just like when you said Son your action bitch, figures, Leonard. dude. Once you said your action figures and shit, the, the things that you were doing, I know you've been really on that. I kind of got quiet. I'm just like, Chris is about to fucking explode. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the cats went full Ewok and they destroyed my Star Wars models. Oh, <laughs> he knocked them off and stepped on them and chewed them up. How many? But, uh, that was, and I mean, that that model, uh, two of them, uh, uh, X-Wing fighter and an AT-AT walker. And those took me like a combined of like sixteen hours to build. Oh, God. like they're like like I think they're one fourteenth or one one twelfth size, so they're pretty decently sized. But fucking catch, but that's not the worst thing, man. So I'm watching Stranger Things four this week, and uh, spoiler warning: one of my favorite new characters died, and I'm really butthurt about it because he played Master of Puppets beautifully in the Upside Down. And it was like one of the most metal scenes ever. Like it is so good. Like my brother, who's not into metal, like hit me up. He's like, "Can you send me more metal bands? Because now I'm into Metallica because of Stranger Things." 
I was like, hell yeah, dude. But one of my one of the my new favorite characters died, and I don't know what to do with myself. I'm a little hurt. Man, dude, I wish I could get back into like a TV I'm not show. I'm gonna say the name or go into spoiler. <laughs> no, no, I feel you. It's a good TV show. You should check it. You would dig it. Well, you I would just... honestly dig it. I'm surprised you haven't gotten it. I I know you're contrarian and anti mainstream, <laughs> but it's about multiverse. It's really good. It's even my no, even Jolene's like that. I mean, I've I've because she she loves Stranger Things, and I'm just like, eh. She's like, you gotta watch it, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> But what I'm really excited about, dude, it's about it's it's about MK Ultra, dog. It's about MK Ultra. That's the whole show. Well, I got I got to get my Netflix account uh, reactivated. I got to go to T-Mobile. I supposed to get that shit for free, and I never even got it. Well, f- get it going. Learn about the MK Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do an episode on MK Ultra. That's gonna be a series. That's a lot of that's a lot of stuff right there. What are you excited for, Leonard? I want to hear this. Yeah. Dude, they are re- uh, remaking. I'm a dumbass. They're doing another season of Chucky. Oh, yeah. I haven't even watched the first one. <laughs> dude, you got to watch the first The first one. Dude, that whole Chucky series was what I've been waiting for. It was. It felt like Chucky. It felt like Child's Play. All the other ones didn't really feel like Child's Play. Yeah, because after what? The, was there a third Child's Play? Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, there was. Because I know there's a number two. Number two is good. I don't I know. There's a three. Because at some point it became Chucky and it stepped away from Child's Play. Mm, true. Like the Bride of Chucky was f-ing. like it's it's cool. It's a cool new style slasher, but it's just it's focused on the gore too much. And then you got the other Chucky movies that are like the, with the with the weird you know two personality and the one baby doll and yeah, it gets really weird. But where it gets really good again is there's the Curse of Chucky which is kind of slow, kind of, eh, it's like a middle ground Chucky movie, but it leads into the cult of Chucky, which is an amazing Chucky movie. Probably one of the best, not better than one or two, but like it'd be Child's Play 1, Child's Play 2, Cult of Chucky. Curse Uh. of Chucky is completely redeemed and saved by the cult of Chucky. (laughs) Well, see, the thing is, though, you have to watch all of those movies to understand the actual season season one could they pick apart uh different things that happen in all those movies and put it inside the episode to make the to to see what chucky's actually doing what he's up to so it's like and i and i was just learning about that yesterday that there's going to be a new season and so i'm super stoked about that well i could watch it on hulu can you yes i know what i'm doing this weekend shit i might go let me know when you're right here it says watch it on hulu baby let me know when you uh are gonna watch the last episode i missed that because i started work or uh something happened and i missed it that one day yeah so i missed the last episode and i was really uh, really upset and i heard it was fantastic well we will check that out but today we're talking about the rougarou we did lenny's lgs lenny's grab sack episode last week about the lugaru or the jerusas oh yes which it, this one, the Rougarou, is the stateside version. Uh, when the slaves were filtered through Haiti, they came to Louisiana because that was the mouth of America. That's why Louisiana is such a huge melting pot of French culture, African culture, voodoo culture, all kinds of different cultures are mixed into that one area. So today we're going to talk Rougarou. 
Are you ready? Yeah, man. I'm actually getting excited about this. I really want to know if uh, if it has a really big connection. But since you said about Haitians coming to Louisiana, now it kind of makes sense. So let's see. I want to de- deep down this. Let's go. On a hot summer night, a low ripple of thunder complements the song of the cicadas in the background. Night is falling fast. The smell of the swamp wafts in on the wind as the noise of nature becomes maddeningly silent. The howl sends chills up your spine. You feel the fear of being watched. A low growl follows by the twig snap. You take off as fast as your feet can fly. You reach your front door just to look back and see glowing red eyes burning with hatred from the forest. You yell for your parents. They open the door and your mom throws 13 shiny silver dollars onto the porch behind you. They pull you in. They lock the doors. They draw the shutters. And you sit down to eat dinner as if nothing happened. You clean up, you get ready for bed, and your mom tells you the legend of the Rougarou. The Rougarou is a name by which within the North American folklore, the same type of werewolf that is that is in the French and Haitian cultures known as the Loupgarou or the Jarugis, a name composed of loop, which means wolf, and garou in the word that expresses the idea of man transforming into an animal. Rougarou and Loupgarou thus designate the same creature, however, in North American folklore. See? Right there. Leonard answered your question. Rougarou, Loopgarou, same creature. Yes! Oh, no f***ing way, dude. We have Jerusias here in America. There's very high possibility. Yeah. However, in North American folklore, the myth acquires slight differences. So it's better to speak of the Rougarou to avoid confusion. Though in practice, they continue to be used both names interchangeably. So when you're in Haiti, you can say Loopguru, but it's probably better to say Rougarou. Mm. Regarding its appearance, the Rougarou looks like a bean with the body of a man and the head of a wolf. They say that it roams the woods and fields looking for prey in the dark of night. That its eyes are red and bloodshot. That it can run on its feet or on all four, and it tends to prowl stalking on all fours stopping and sniffing left and right in a predatory attitude and above all they say it is thirsty for blood so immediately in louisiana there's a few cryptids that fit the similar build of a rougarou which would be the wolf uh wolf man would be the um ah, what's the dog man well, i was gonna say why do they call it dog man they should have called it wolf man but the dog man good old dog man man there's a lot of dog man sightings in the south well, I mean, the original sightings come from Michigan, but they're all over. And a lot of sightings come from the south. Hmm. Then you have the skunk apes, the uh, southern Bigfoots of, you know, Florida, Louisiana, Georgia, all that area. Yeah, shout out to our Bigfoot episode on the skunk ape. Then we also have the ABC's alien big cats. Oh, baby. We got to do an episode which are on that. sighted in Louisiana. Which they are were actually from Louisiana? Panther-like creatures that are sighted in Louisiana and Florida. Yeah. All, all through the South, up even in parts of Texas, there's ABCs. Oh, damn. I didn't even know they were... Well, Louisiana got some stuff going on, too. Oh, Louisiana has everything from giant man-eating gators to gator men to skunk apes and alien big cats. I gotta, We got to go visit there and go have some fun like uh, Adam's doing. Oh, yeah. Our, friend, our, our good buddy and co-host of Nerds with Asthma. Shout out. Shout out. Just went to Louisiana and was sent us a bunch of pictures of Rougarou merchandise. So there's a lot of Rougarou stuff there. 
and it's like a pretty common occurrence running merchandise for the Rougarou in Louisiana. So it's a pretty prevalent story out there. It makes it way more better. I'm loving this episode. Oh, so much better. Native American folklore. As the legends are passed on orally or told with no written medium, the stories often contradict each other. Some tribes have stories of the Wendigo, which is a cannibal-like native monster. Wendigo isn't the only name for it. There's multiple names for it, and Wendigo is mostly a northern term. But they have similar creatures named like that in Louisiana amongst the tribes. So there's a lot of confusion between when the natives talk about the Rougarou because they observe the Rougarou as a medicine man type creature. That's a lot different from the Haitian version where it's an evil witch. Well, yes, I'm saying a medicine man, like that's a, that's a healing person. They go to that person to heal. But, to a skinwalker. Ooh, see? And the Lugaroo, yeah. well, like I said, the Lugaroo, people thought they was a, it could be examples of a skinwalker. And so it might be the Rougarou as well, right? So can exactly. he just pretend like, to be a medicine man? He could. He could. That could be a really good way of like, hey, my mom's sick. Can you heal me? And he's like, oh, for sure. And he marks her with like the blood of a creature so that she can he can smell her out. Yeah, And then something. kill her so he can eat her later on. Exactly. But specifically, the Ojibwa people, they really don't have a word for Rougarou. They don't call it Skinwalker either. Skinwalker is a, a Western name for the creature. And the story is also shared by the Algernon Blackwood tribes as well. But the Blackwoods adaptation to legend is more of a monstrous creature. So every tribe has a different version of the Rougarou and where it comes from and what it is. Wow. Yeah. So it's like Native Americans already had werewolf stories before the Haitians were ported in as slaves before other slaves were ported in. So there was already werewolf stories in Louisiana prior. So prior before like slavery and shit? Prior to the movement of slaves to Louisiana, the Native Americans had werewolf stories for that area. So if you have a group come in and they have the loop guru in Haitian and the slaves are brought in and notice the werewolves of Louisiana and they just call them Rougarous because it's a whole nother land. Yeah. That's a that kind of scary if you think about it. How long has these things really been around? A long time. And here's another crazy thing. The Ojibwa people have the same story for the Bigfoot as the Rougarou. Their werewolf is held like a medicine man or a force of nature, just like the big their Bigfoot or the skunk ape. So now you have two bipedal cryptids, both observed by a nation of Native Americans, renamed by Haitian slaves. Like you have two groups of people coming in knowing something or knowing what this cryptid and creature is and they're renaming it or they're naming it as far as their culture goes oh that's insane i didn't i didn't i didn't know that about it oh yeah man i watched so many terrible almost unintelligible documentaries on the rougarou <laughs> there's multiple multiple ones there's some with people that speak creole so they're oh nice english is something out of uh, out of like Joe Dirt when he goes to Louisiana to find his parents, and the guy goes, "I'm his way naked." And he's like, "You, you like to see homos naked?" And he's like, "Nah, I'm his way naked." And he's like, oh, "That's cool, dude. You like to see homos naked?" And he's like, "Nah, I'm his way naked." And he's like, "Oh, uh, okay." He's like, "That dude likes to see homos naked." Like, it's there was some documentaries that sound like that where there's like, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And no subtitles or anything. Where's the subtitles? Unintelligible subtitles literally said, "Oh, parenthesis <laughs> unintelligible parenthesis." Yeah. All right. Very fucking difficult. 
In Louisiana folklore, the Rougarou represents a variant of the pronunciation and writing of the original French, Loupgarou. According to Barry John Ancelet, an expert scholar in Cajun folklore and professor at the University of Louisiana in Lafayette, the story or tale of the Rougarou is a common legend in Louisiana. Both words are used interchangeably in the southern part of this region. Some called Rougarou, others prefer to use Loupgarou. It depends on their lineage and where they're from and what part of Louisiana they're in. The legend of the Rougarou has been told by and spread by many generations, both directly by French settled in Louisiana and by French Canadian immigrants that came to Louisiana centuries ago. So this is where we get a third nation in the Rougarou story. So we have the Objiwa people or Ojibwa people, the Haitian slaves, and now Canadian immigrants moving to Louisiana for work, bringing their werewolf tales and intermingling them with the Rougarou stories that were already there. You know, see, it's weird because, like, you know, when I did the when I did the Lugaru, it was all about, you know, Haiti and everything. And then. Well, it was in Haiti and Haiti's a close was a closed off nation at the time. It wasn't. And it still is like you don't people a lot of people don't go to Haiti because it's a no offense to anybody from Haiti, but it's a third world country. So it's not a huge spot. You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. But it's just there's like so much there's so much stuff when it comes to the Rougarou, even though. Theoretically, the Lugaru is the Rougarou. The, yeah, I mean, the Lugaru and the Rougarou are the same. And the Lugaru, in theory, is older or more established. But the Rougarou has multiple nations adding to the legend and the story, making it even more crazy. That's what's fascinating to me, because I'm just like... I mean, there when I was looking up the Lugaru, they were mentioning some stuff about French. But it was just the word, basically, the, the Lugaru. Like, that's basically about it. They didn't really get yeah. into, like, the, the depths of it. But then, sure enough, if you went to the Rougarou, this is where all where all they came from. This is why they have the French version. This is why they have this. This is why I have that. Now the now the Lugarou makes a little bit more sense when I, when I was uh, researching it after hearing what you've been saying now. Now it really makes sense. I'm just like, why the hell do they keep mentioning French in Haiti? Like, it don't make no damn sense. Well, now. Well, that's because we're French went to Haiti. French was a port, yeah. French was a port you got to before you went to Louisiana. Oh, really? So you'd go to like the Cuban islands. The yeah. So you'd go to the Caribbean first, and from the Caribbean you would either hit Cuba or Louisiana, which was one of the bigger ports of America in the early days. So you would go to Haiti first, refuel, reset up, get all your you know food and provisions for the rest of your trip, and then you'd go to Louisiana from there. And that's why all the Haitian, a lot of a lot of slaves went through Louisiana from Haiti and stuff. And that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, all right. In Cajun legend, the creature is said to prowl the swamps around Arcadia and Greater New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> that was weird. Greater New Orleans and possibly the fields and forests of the regions. The Rougarou is most often noticed as a creature with a human body and the head of a wolf or dog, similar to the werewolf legend. The story was made as an example of why children need to listen to their elders. Another example relates that the wolf as a beast would hunt and kill Catholics who did not follow the rules of Lent. So now we're throwing it into the Christianic religion or the Catholic religion. For those who didn't give up something for Lent and didn't follow by Lent, they were a target for the Rougarou. See, now that's kind of wild because like, I don't even think biblically there's anything about a werewolf in the Bible, but I could be wrong. No, but if the Rougarou isn't a werewolf, but a demon, Aha. you now have a reason to fear it. Ah, uh, yes. Which True. a lot of people think the dogman potentially is a demon, and the dogman could be the Rougarou. 
Man, you need, you gotta dun, stop dun, saying dun. dog, man, because you know that is one another interesting cryptid, the dog man. And we haven't done an episode. Yeah, and another one on the list, so stay tuned and get in line for the dog man coming soon. <laughs> Maybe not soon, but we'll see. Freaking dog man, dude. This coincides with the stories about the loop guru of the Catholic French, where the method of becoming a werewolf was to break these rules for seven years in a row. So if you break Lent, don't repent, don't go to confession for seven years in a row, you could potentially turn into a loop guru or a rougarou. Mm. There's also a common legend about the Rougarou being a blood-sucking vampire as well as a werewolf. A blood-sucking vampire. Shout out to the Sequoian. Exactly. You see your Sequoian in Haiti is linked to the Lucaru. Also in Louisiana Cajun Creole, the Rougarou is also a vampire-type creature. It speculates that the Rougarou was under a spell for 101 days. After that time, the curse of the spell was transferred from a person-to-person in search of human blood. During each day, the creature returned to human form. Acting sick, the human withdrew from telling others that the situation for fear of being killed. Other stories state that from Ruru being that of a headless horseman derivant. So it wasn't the story of the headless horseman that the Ruru was following, but a type of headless horseman sort of kind of like in the story where they would have to cross the road or cross a bridge because the headless horseman couldn't cross his bridges or rivers there's a lot of like little stories like that about the rougarou all right because the headless horseman's a huge story in the south oh is it i mean i mean who hasn't heard about yep. the headless horseman but i didn't think it was uh i mean i know they made even a movie and shit about it but i didn't think it was well, it, that that it's big. from the it's from the south rebel war the headless horseman Ah, uh, okay oh so there's some history behind it yeah gotcha oh yeah there's a lot of the Rougarou is so in-depthly tied to different cryptids and creatures that there's stories of it being tied to the Headless Horseman. There's stories of it being tied to witches, um, skinwalkers, windigos. Rougarou is one of those stories that's very, very intertwined in the South, which is weird because before you told me about it, I, I heard of the Rougarou, but I thought it was just like a basic werewolf story. And it turns out it's a super ingrained, detailed story that involves Catholics, Native Americans, Haitians, slaves, voodoo. Louisianans, French, Canadians, it's like it spans literal cultures and generations and different dates. It's weird. It, it is, and that's why um that's why I'm like eleven next this episode. But even like with the, the Lugaru, um, when I was understanding, uh it seemed like they're kind of talking about more of its beast form as in but but when the Rougarou, it seems like we're talking more of its uh I don't know, like more just like of a hybrid type of thing. Yeah, it also sounds like the uh, Rougarou could be an animorph. <laughs> animorph. Hey, it, 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 wasn't that like a book? Animorpheus or whatever? Yeah. No, it was Animorph. It was the book where they got like an alien, gave them the powers to shapeshift into an animal of their choosing, and then they would change into the animal. And it was a really terrible book series. But it was big for us 90s kids. Those, those 90 kids are going to be like, oh, Animorphs, remember? I remember Animorphs. It is said that you can protect yourself against a Rougarou by laying 13 small objects by your door. Apparently, when the person changes into a Rougarou, they forget how to count past 12. Huh. It says that one reason that it can't count past 12 is because uh, after midnight, it becomes 1 o'clock again. Yeah. But... I'm not sure. There's no there's no explanation why, but there's a lot of leaving stuff by your door is something a lot of cultures have. 
Like, remember when we were talking about the vampire episode to leave out sticks or rice around your door because instead of the creature, the vampire coming in, it's going to count the rice or the sticks? Yeah. So it's like the same and shit. And also there's in Appalachian Witches and the Appalachian Mountains, they have the same thing where you don't you don't clean off your porch. That way the creatures that try to enter your house stop and count as well. The Rougarou will see the 13 objects, try to count them, and be unable to count them all. This will perplex it, and it will keep recounting until the sun comes up and it has to flee. Despite the fact it was originally a legend, there are still claim sightings of the Rougarou to this day. It has died off a little bit in the past decade, though. The Beast is also a pop hit here in Louisiana. Well, we're not here because we're in California, but in Louisiana, it's a pop culture phenomenon. There's an annual Rougarou Festival in Homa every year, and... Audubon Zoo in New Orleans also has a Rougarou exhibit, which includes a statue of the creature in all its swampy glory. That's dope. Yeah, like, I wish our zoos had fucking Bigfoot or something cool, maybe the Fresno Walkers, something, some kind of cryptid exhibit, but they don't. They're all about science. Well, see, if they're all about science, then they should probably have all these weird-ass creatures. I, I freaking hope. I wish. I wish there was a cryptid zoo somewhere. Let it be a museum of just, like, wax cryptids, but come on. Let's make it, Chris. We'll make it. We'll get popular from the podcast, and we'll make this museum. We'll make the museum. We'll make a zoo all about cryptids. Yeah, look for our Kickstarter, the Cryptid Museum of California. A <laughs> million dollars. The New Orleans Pelicans had originally thought about changing their names from the Hornets to the Rougarous at one point. So the New Orleans Pelicans used to be the Hornets, and they were going to become the werewolf of legend, which is way cooler than the pelicans. That sounds way I don't know how that dope. freaking happened. The Rougarou has been used to scare children into listening to their parents, scare Catholics into being better Catholics. So it seems that the Rougarou has similar connotations to Hispanic culture by being a warning story and not so much a monster story. I just swear it's just like every time when it comes in talking about like Hispanic culture, they're always about scaring their children or scaring somebody to be better not more as in like this thing is going to come after you just a scare tactic it's not like oh it's going to come oh not a scare tactic to be to be a better person but everything else it seems just like oh no this thing's going to come and kill your ass that's where that's where all stories come from though like if you like in irish folklore like we talked about before the banshee if you hear a banshee, you're not supposed to go looking for it. You're supposed to go home. Like, it's not something to look for. It's something to get away from. Yeah. Because if you hear a banshee, somebody you know is going to die. If you see the banshee, you're going to die. So it's like, you hear a banshee, get the hell out of there, go home. Um, there's lots of stories like the, in, you know, we've heard of the phantom hitchhiker who's like, you pick up the hitchhiker and she asks you to take her somewhere and then she disappears halfway through the trip. It's to scare you from picking up hitchhikers. Like, there's most cryptid ghost horror stories are meant to scare you from doing something and they all come from wives tales from when we were kids that's what the wives tale is a wives tale is something to a cautionary tale to not do something like you're not supposed to eat before you go swimming right because you get a cramp that's a wives tale it's just to protect you from going swimming and see (laughs) i just don't know why it's it's why people do that but i mean hey maybe maybe there's a good reason well, it's the same in the Bible, like the the parables in the Bible of like Jonah getting swallowed by a fish and all that stuff. Like that might not be a true story. That might be more of a parable to teach you to have faith and hope. Yeah. So I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how that's how humanity is learned. You know what I mean? Like because the Star Wars story is about how 
democracies become dictatorships. Like if you follow it, you can kind of see some similarities from when the Galactic Republic became the Galactic Empire. Like you can see some similarities in other nations. Yeah. America. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really crazy. Like that's how people have learned throughout the years of stories. And so, you know, if you want to tell someone not to do something, you can't tell them that like bunnies are going to follow you around. That's not scary. But if you tell them that a werewolf is going to drag your ass in the swamp and eat you, like you're going to listen. <laughs> yeah. Especially before the age of skepticism. Ah, uh, true. But in order to protect yourself from the Rougarou, you can get a charm from a medicine woman or a swamp witch. You can leave out 13 items on your porch. And since they can't count past 12, they're going to be there until the sun comes up. Another way is to have religious items around your yard. And that's just some of the ways to protect yourself from the Rougarou. And that was the Rougarou. Now I'm going to go into some sightings of the Rougarou, some stories I read up on that sounded really interesting. Mm, shoot it. So <clears throat> the first one comes from the first. I don't have a name for the first one, apparently. But it comes from Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> the first one says, I'm from South Louisiana. My grandma lived in a little shack on the bayou. One evening when I was 10 years old, she was watching me. My cousin walks in from the house a few miles down the road. He is 20, and we're all chatting it up, having fun with the door open but the screen door shut. He said that when he was walking over, he saw a big black dog. He joked and said that it was a Rougarou. My granny jumps up and screams, Frem la pot, in Cajun French, which means shut the door. My cousin slams the door and asks her what's wrong. She said, we never speak that name. 15 years later... I'm 25 and I live in Texas. Every year I go and visit my parents for Thanksgiving. My mom and my dad live in the same house with my two younger brothers in Madisonville, Louisiana. Their house is by the lake. Oh boy, their house in the woods is by the lake. Ponchatar train. Ponchatrain. That's what I'm going to call it. Ponchatrain. Recently, my dad has gotten into fitness and goes on night runs. One night I went with him. We were running by the lake and we saw a big black dog. I look and I jokingly say, look, a, a Rougarou. I was thinking back to my experience with my cousin and the big black dog. My dad freezes and tells me to run around now, to run away now. We book it back home. When I, we get home, I asked him why he was so scared. It was just a dog. He told me to be quiet, locked the doors, and went to bed. I wake up at 1 a.m. and decide to go outside to smoke. My parents have a screened-in pool. Their house backs up to the woods. I go and sit by the pool, and I start smoking when I hear it. Branches crackling like something is walking through the woods. I stand up and turn my flashlight on my phone. I don't see anything, and I'm assuming it's just a deer. And I see this big black dog. I walk to the screen door that leads to the pool, and that's when I saw it. Two eyes staring at me from the wood. It looked like human height, which was weird because I had just seen the dog. I call hello, no response. I start backing away towards the house, and the thing starts to advance toward me. I book it inside, lock the door. The next day, I tell my mom, and she gets upset. Well, your dad told me you said its name. What did you expect? I look her way and say, what, Rougarou? She throws down the dishes and tells me to finish them. So I do what I do in uh, the week. Regret. Man, this person is a terrible writer. <laughs> so she threw down the dishes and told me to finish them. The week finishes with no other incidences. I had no idea that my family was so superstitious, but I've, been, but I've yet to speak the name Rougarou since I was around my family due to the fact that I kept seeing the big black dog. And that night when the creature approached me from the woods, it scared me terribly. So that person... Might have saw a Rougarou or a Bigfoot because they didn't get a good look. It's it, it's weird that they keep. Did I put you to sleep? Because I was kind of boring. No, 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 no. I was just I was just listening to it. It's just it's kind of weird that the all these people that are telling these stories like they're they keep saying like dog, 
you know. Don't want to hear the name spoke. Well, well not just that, but they're just. I've seen a big black dog. Yeah, well, it's like. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's like if you say the name of something, it invokes it. It's like you're not supposed to say a demon's ah, name because the demon will come for you. Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> and that's the idea with the Rougarou. You're not supposed to say Rougarou, 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 Rougarou. Because <laughs> it'll come and mess you up. So um, if a Rugaru is coming, I said the name a million times and I'll let you know. Another potential Rugaru sighting is it gets it gets very hot down here during the summer. So to cool off, many of the residents in my town like to enjoy a boat ride down the river. My favorite sandbar was about a seven to ten minute boat ride with maybe about 30, 30 feet of sand between the river and the woods. My sister, my mom, my stepdad, and myself loaded in the boat and cruise of the sandbar for a late afternoon of catfishing. It usually sl- it usually slaps full of boat. It's usually full of boats and people, but today it was just us. As the sun went down, my stepdad is telling us Bayou stories, and he claims he can summon the Rougarou. Out of curiosity, my sister and I give him the go. He takes a piece of driftwood in each hand, and he knocks them together. A few seconds go by, and maybe a hundred feet in the woods, something knocked back. We got out of there real quick. I don't even think I've ever loaded the boat so quickly before. I've never tried to knock for the Rougarou again either. So that's crazy that they got some tree knocking back and it's getting late and dark in the swamp. So you guarantee there's nobody out there in the middle of the night or not the middle of the night, but, you know, getting dark. Yeah. And they do some tree knocking. But you know what another creature that does tree knocking is? A Bigfoot. That's right. Could have been a skunk ape. So we got two stories of potential Bigfoot or Rougarous. And that was the story of the Rougarou. It was cool. We had multiple nations involved. We had multiple changes to the story involved. It evolved. It became it became religious. It became not religious. It became a pop culture icon. Yeah, it's it seems wild. It seems like when we were talking about the Lugaru uh for the, the first LGS episode, it seems more of like a terrifying monster that is taking over the nation of Haiti. And then out of nowhere, we're doing the second part of it, and it does the same type of things, or it can, but then it just changes. Like, now it's, like you said, it's more of a, it's not to scare you to come and eat you, but it's telling you to be a better person. It's telling you to do this or do that. It's even, it has Catholicism, a Catholic is in it now. It's a religious thing now. The whole story almost, like, changes and shifts but it, i kind of like that because it just shows you how much different cultures put into this story and that's how you know it's a good story is when it crosses and spans nations and cultures like it literally went from native like it started with native americans although they did not call it the rougarou haitians brought it over native americans like oh that's what they call it then canadians came down and were like oh rougarous yeah we have those back there and then also there's bigfoot and dogman sightings in the area as well as the Rougarou. So it could be one creature misidentified because you and me could have the same experience and have different stories. Exactly. So it's really cool that there's a lot of different things going on that it could be. Yeah. And that was the story of the Rougarou. It was fun. No, dude, it was dope. I actually liked it. It it was, I felt like it was more action-packed than mine. Yours had, I did not think yours was going to take a turn like it is now. But now I really want to... I want to go to Louisiana, man. I know we had. I knew New Orleans actually is a stop, no matter what, oh, yeah. anyway, because just of all the haunted stuff, all the voodoo stuff, all you know, New Orleans. Oh yeah, and plus Mardi Gras. How you doing? The most haunted place in America, potentially. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I New mean, Orleans? that's not my. I'm. I'm. I'm a nerd. Like that's not. 
I, I'm not interested in going to Mardi Gras, but I am interested in going to Louisiana and New Orleans. Like, I give two bucks less about, because you know there's an abandoned Six Flags in Louisiana, right? Is it haunted? When Hurricane Katrina hit, Six Flags never came back, so they just left the park alone. It's just this abandoned uh, abandoned theme park that's, that's decayed dope. and falling apart. Like, how dope would that be to do an investigation? Oh, that'd be fucking dope, dude. Let's get Scooby-Doo up in this botch. You get the mystery kink machine. The mystery kink machine. But yeah, man, that was cool. That was the Rougarou. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, interjections, or you want to be interviewed, you can email us at mysterykink2021 at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the Facebook at facebook.com slash facebook.com slash mystery kink. Same with Instagram at mystery kink on TikTok at mystery kink. So for all the tweets, if you want to tweet us or DM us, you can always hit up on Twitter at kink mystery. And of course the same thing on telegram at Mr. Oh, it's just look up mystery kink. We're on there. You can also DM, DM us on there. And we're also sending out some cool stuff. And actually just before we uh, sign off here, Chris actually sent a very interesting uh, is it a Bigfoot skull or is it a gorilla skull inside the Telegram chat? We're pretty active on it. Uh, and if it, Chris, so do you want to? Glad you brought that up. Yeah, they're gonna. Do you want to add something I on that before we leave? I want to talk about it. Go ahead. Yes, sir. So, if you don't know who Coyote Peterson is, he started off as the dumb guy getting stung by murder hornets and tarantula hawk wasps and all kinds of crazy bugs to show like how dangerous it is and what to do when you get stuck. He got his own TV show on Animal Planet, and he's not one of those, like, crazy, dangerous, like, other than getting bit by bugs on purpose. He's not one of those crazy, dangerous dudes who, like, can, like, fist fights a lion, right? Like, he's just, like, he's a he's an animal activist and a kind of, like, I guess the Gen Z version of Steve Irwin. Oh, okay. Well, he was in British Columbia, and he found a ape-like skull while on a trip in the woods now he posted pictures on facebook he claims that he had to sneak it past tsa and snuck it into the into america and is hiding it for safekeeping and he's going to reveal what it is eventually um it could be a bigfoot it could be a gorilla but there's not really a, a great ape in british columbia so it's like what the hell is it but yeah so keep an eye out for coyote peterson and the bigfoot skull or ape skull he found in british columbia which is a I believe is in Canada. Sue me if I'm wrong. I apologize. I'm not sure. I'm un- I'm American. I don't know anything outside of America. <laughs> also, Leonard brought to my attention. We wanted to give a shout out. We kicked down the doors and landed in another country. We finally got our first listenerships from Mexico. It's about damn time. Yeah, man. We're in every country except Mexico. Like we're in Germany, Spain, Italy, everywhere. Our, one of the few countries we're not in was in Mexico, and I attribute it to the, my white boy Spanish. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, my Spanish is tinyly getting you know, better. I, mean, I got three kids. There's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> Hispanic girls love All that white boy. Right. Well, your mystery. <laughs> before Lenny, before Lenny says something horrible, your mystery. Zara King. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> good night.